being real in a virtual time. Every time we impose our will on another, it is an act of violence, said Gandhi. This quote has recently sinked me and had me come to terms with why I felt so intensely sensitive to instructing dance, meditations, and movements. Because on some level I knew that sharing knowledge had a connection to will, and movement and breath the absolutely closest we have to knowing the divine. Beyond refined mechanics alone, my deep concerns for notions around intelligence spring from discerning between false empathy and true empathy in Midwestern speak where the rubber hits the pavement. This distinction between false and true points not only to the action or the effect, but also the point of friction within the movements of what occurs and does not as well. In these virtual times, possibility and speculation almost but not entireties, are forgiving because the labor of actualities is not only fantastical. Ographies, such as bios, porn, and the ifications, such as game, are realizing real things in metaspaces. This mind space is your divine space, a place where permission is granted by attention. And this space has been receiving soft echoes of having nothing and be happy, conflict with the materialities of presence. No longer are science fiction's pretenses, but closer to our realities, which illustrate in real time our collective's consciousness to imagine things into being, not through thought alone, but through subliminal movements. I find myself in the forest or out walking among the pasture and fields a lot, not romantically asking the riverbeds or mountains for an idealized answer, but a real answer, annoying from the terrain because the main answers I get from heaven are wind or rain. This agrarian approach to questioning the rapid procession of technocratic idealism is performed with caution. I am, after all, engaged in Silicon Valley tech by using Substack, meta products, and other orchestral tools of the digital. And so our interconnected world, as it has always been, carefully crafts another layer of veil, one that never seems to end where the difference between myth and actuality are the currency. I do not know about you, but I have noticed how much energy it takes to engage in speculation and where the realm of the probable comes into the actual requires action. So I'm careful with this action to propose we are at the precipice, but not too far beyond any point of return, as people claim, the genie is out of the bottle. Yet the complexities of the realm of the ideological and the realm of the real are pressing into each other, perhaps a bit like what could have been depicted in this abstraction, undulation, 2014 film diptych, digital print referenced from Lake Michigan. As Annette Capon's wisdom rings in my eyes, nothing is just. I use the word just accordingly in that just serves a, serves a form of reduction or othering. Just this, just that, to get at since all things are related in the quanta. The people in charge know it, and they know it because they have taken the charge. That seems to be essentially where just words hit the pavement to charge. This is not a post of empowerment, because if someone is aiming to empower, that would imply you didn't have it already. And I insist, if you have the eyes, the ears, the heart, the means to have come this far through time and space arriving at this juncture in history, you have power you may not realize right in your hands. 
God was not just a mythological persona used to control populations. The ideas and the stories were also ways to describe a motive that could lead to health, generating life, creating harmony among people otherwise prone to fighting. Was the fault of religion to give rise to people who abuse power? And whose responsibility is it now to attribute the actions of humanity to? When all that exists in our reality has given us so much, perhaps much more than we could give back, it's not futile to try to be more generous as nature, to improve integrity a little better. The mushrooms are not going to be bad at having less things to decompose because there are facts like dust and rust and such. In the face of reality, I have noticed a repeated abdication of responsibility that complicitly buttresses the avenues for corruption to take place. Corruption also gives avenues for motives. To use the metaphor of plants again is risky. Invasive or imported species and indigenous. I understand raising these appointed axes is dangerous because of cancel culture. People become so unwilling to see, to understand, and to relate to what the meaning of the outcomes is, and instead respond in inflammatory ways. It's again not terribly far of a stretch to see the rise of inflammatory diseases. When species thrives outside of its original context, is that opportunism or the species' ability to adapt? So both constructed sides are valid, and in the realm of people, who decides is up to each and every body. Publicly, we are witnessing an acceptance and normalization of an increasing amount of life motives which had have been imprisoned or burned not so long ago. Thankfully, those barbaric behaviors are banned, except we know there are contexts in which they are permitted, and those latent desires still motivate a great deal of socioeconomic aggression or influence, which is why Gandhi's quote has been such a clarifying force in discernment these last days. We do have great freedoms in the West, so where are the restraints coming from in actuality? Maybe those restraints imposed by humans are more permissible than those restraints of nature? I tend to think otherwise. Nature is in charge here and far less forgiving than humans can be. I too once believed the media stories I was fed about moral and economical superiority without having the lived experience to back up the claims. And then I witnessed the silencing of certain voices and a raising of the loudest. Well, I do not think history is being written by victors right now, but by sophists. Sophistry being making the weaker argument appear stronger. It's operating on such a subtle level until people do not realize it. But I think because I have great faith in humanity that they do. They feel this unease and they don't know what to do about it. And that is the scariest part, really, because without agency and authorship, a person is primed for becoming commanded on what to do. So I tend to ground my questions in primitive terms. Does this create health or illness? Does this give life more beauty and joy, or does it detract? Is it nourishing or depleting? Because a luxury belief will function on the mode of depletion, benefiting a few but not the whole. In thinking about what is true and real, or what is good, as life-giving, there is benefit to gain in approaching ideas to see their contents and results. The study of history has led me to noticing patterns, something humans believe robots can do better at. But data alone, without sense context, is hovering. Data alone are the choices people make in space. But we are not on an aircraft. We are on Earth, where everything is real. 
methods of charting the course of the future with responsible choices for generations not yet imagined reap benefits and mistakes of those prior to. So I wonder how much faith people have in the miracles that brought us to now, when so deeply invested in the control. And because I do not know everything, and as before posited if any entity would be all-knowing, it would probably be water. I only ask one thing of you this week, to consider what water means to life, yours, the concept of other lives, the future. Omniscient is a monolithic image created in 2015 for my thesis exhibition, Making Sense, and it was also exhibited in the Imagining Eurasia exhibition in Guangzhou, Korea, South Korea. The text that accompanies the monolithic image is, The wisdom of water is the emergence of the emotional body in social practice. Water, according to the Chinese theory of five elements, serves as a symbol and material pathway to the movement and expression of emotions. Water, as symbol and material pathway for energy, is viewed in the new society as sacred to the human experience. The water is to be protected, cherished, and shared amongst people to create a more humane society.